If you prefer to sleep in, then you are not hearing this right now. For the rest of us, Paul W. Smith is here at 6. And this is the Pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. All right, it is. And it's a special day. Why? Well, for once, all of Hey, listen, every day is a good day, right? And for those of you who are joining us, we're happy to be here. We're happy you're with us. Now, look, it is a special day because it's September 1. Wow. September. How did it happen? Just seems like yesterday we were looking forward to summer, September 1. Many mark this, different ways to mark the changing of the seasons. There's the official way, you know, September 22nd, I think this year, the autumnal equinox. Mark, Mark you love that. Oh, I, I did some you, research you, on you, that Did one. you really? Oh, yeah. The autumnal equinox coming up. That's the official start of fall. But many of us mark it, many others mark it by kids going back to school. And I know my kids are back to school. Kristen, yours next week. Next week. Everybody ready? We are. We're ready to go. Okay. But why is August the fastest month of the whole year? It's incredible. I don't know. It's kind of bittersweet because of that. Two days in it. Right. You 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 relish every day. You know, you hold on to summer as long as we can and you blink and there it is. It's gone. It's back to school. Well, we've got good news actually. Good news brought to us by Tracy Moriello. She's a reporter for both Chalkbeat Detroit and Bridge, Michigan. She's published an article in Bridge, Michigan, that there's some policies affecting Michigan schools this year, our kids' educational experience, both in terms of their direct education as well as changes in cafeteria, school lunches, buses, the whole thing. It's good. There's some good things afoot. Tracy, we've got some changes. Tell us about them. So, yes, there are several changes this year as students get back to school. Students may arrive to find some familiar faces, happier student teachers, more qualified subs, safer buses, and a return, unfortunately, to having to pay for lunch at school. I guess it remains to be seen whether it's improving. One thing that it is changing is the expiration of a law that was in effect for the second half of last school year that lowered the bar on who is allowed to substitute teach in classrooms. Under that law, any school staff member, whether it's a bus driver, a cafeteria aide, a classroom aide, could substitute teach if they had only a high school diploma or a graduate equivalency diploma. That law expired, so now we are back to the normal way of business where substitute teachers need to have an associate's degree or at least 60 credit hours in college. Yeah, and pros and cons to both sides here in that, number one, we're facing a teacher shortage. We can use all the good quality teachers we can get, that's for sure. On the other hand, the lower the bar, the more of a pool we have to choose from to fill the gap at any level of quality. You know, it's a bit of a mixed bag, as you said, as kids head back to school, right? It is a balancing act. I mean, they do need bodies in classrooms, but to the most extent they can, school districts want to make sure that they are qualified bodies. There is another law that is going into effect now at the beginning of this school year that is aimed at helping to relieve the teacher shortage. A lot of districts are still having difficulty getting enough qualified teachers in classrooms. So this new law would make it easier for retired teachers to return to the classroom without sacrificing any of their benefits. So there was a previous law that was intended to guard against double dipping. So a retiree couldn't come back and earn both their pension and their full salary. Under this new law, if they wait just nine months before returning to schools, they can receive both their pension and their regular pay as a classroom teacher. 
Before, what would happen is if their earnings exceeded a third of their former compensation, they would have to sacrifice part of their pension. So this is a really big deal for anyone who wants to return to the classroom. And imagine, you know, when you're having a teacher shortage, you want to bring back the most qualified people you can. And who's more qualified than someone who's already been in the classroom for 30 years? Absolutely. That's a really good thing to hear. Of course, no, we don't want any impediments or, you know, we don't want to discourage, as you say, any teacher from wanting to come back and teach, especially in light of the shortages we're facing. So, so far anyway, these seem like positive changes designed to make it easier to secure substitute teachers when needed, as well as to make it easier for getting more teachers into classrooms, thus addressing the teacher shortage issue we are all so concerned about. What other changes can be expected, Tracy? Two more things, yeah. So another thing that changed is that in this year's school aid budget, there is money to pay student teachers for the first time in Michigan. So student teachers will get $9,600 per semester, and that's huge. These teachers were coming to school exhausted because in addition to teaching for the full week for no pay, they were also um, having to work on weekends to support themselves or work after school. So this is a pretty big deal for them. And I think that students may end up with more focused, less exhausted student teachers in their classrooms too. There are also new rules around school bus transportation that affect who's allowed to get on a bus. So you can't get on a school bus anymore without permission of the bus driver or the school. And also there's some new traffic laws that went into effect actually last October, but this is the first beginning of the school year where they're in effect. Police can now ticket drivers who are caught on camera illegally passing a school bus before in order to issue a ticket the police officer had to actually witness the illegal traffic violation. But now, if a bus has an external camera that captures illegal passing of a school bus, then they can submit that tape to the police department or the courts and have tickets issued. Okay, all in all, I mean, the kinds of things I'm hearing from you, sounds like we've got good reason to be optimistic that important changes are being made to address critical issues in our school systems. I think so, unless you don't want to have to pay for your school lunch. And that could be a disappointment, but, you know, it's school lunch. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Given all the other positives, we'll take that trade-off. Tracy Moriello, thank you for being on with us and for updating us on the changes afoot to improve the educational experience for our kids in our region. We're headed to a quick break. Stick with us. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.